Pastor Jennifer Hudson from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are glad that you logged on. Bryan Community Church is a United Methodist Church here in the Brazos Valley. Uh, we are just nine months old and we are taking one day at a time to to love God, love people, and share Christ's hope with the world. This is the time of the week in which I record the sermon that I preached the previous Sunday. And so I just want to invite you to, to be open to hearing God speak through the message. I also encourage you that if you haven't yet, you can visit us online at briancommunitychurch.org or visit us on Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of great pictures there that you can just kind of see all of the, the incredible things that God has been doing so far in the life and ministry of the church. Uh, but before um, I get into this week's uh, scripture, what I'd like to do is just remind you, if, if you joined us last time, that uh, it's the beginning of the school year uh, for Brian kids. This is their first full week going back to school. Uh, I know that um, I'm having a hard time getting up each morning to make sure that, that the girls get to school on time. So I can only imagine how our kiddos are feeling this first week back. Um, getting into a routine, it has got to be exhausting. But as we gear up for a, a new school year, whether it's um, you know going back to elementary, middle, or high school, or even headed back to college, and honestly, as as we enter September um, here in Texas, it's still hot. Uh, although I'm enjoying you know 70 degree weather first thing in the morning uh, today, I think it's supposed to get 108 later this afternoon. It's crazy. But if you are in the Northeast or in some of our Northern states, I know this is a beautiful time of year for you uh, just because that is where I am from. But as we, we start thinking about new seasons, uh, it's important that we think about um, as the seasons change, is our uh, spiritual life changing as well? Are we growing closer um, to God, uh, deeper in our faith? And so last week we talked about that uh, through the book of Titus, making sure that our faith stays strong, particularly in the midst of the culture that we live in. Um, you know, for, for better, for worse, I mean, it just is what it is. Sometimes it's really hard to be a Christian when there are so many gods, lowercase g, that are vying for our attention. Uh, last week, we kind of talked about, you know, what those, those mini gods, if you will, uh, are, but it's position, it's power, it's, it's vying for your money, uh, for your, your heart. Um, the number of followers that we have, I mean, for whatever reason, this is the world saying that you've made it when, when you've made X amount of, of dollars, or if you drive a certain car or live in a certain house or area, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, and unfortunately, we get sucked in sometimes and those become our gods as opposed to making our creator, um, the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our one true God, the one we are to to put all of our hope and all of our trust in and who we are to live for. And so uh, in keeping with the theme, I want to encourage you to ask those tough questions, uh, who it is that you are following, what is your God? I pray that it is uh, your creator um, and that, that Christ is at the center of your life. And so we're gonna continue to have that conversation um, and even more so, we're gonna talk about standing strong in your faith. And if you have kiddos in school, 
uh, I encourage you to invite them to listen to this or um, if, if they don't listen to it, share with them because whether they realize it or not, whether they are teeny tiny and still in elementary school, uh, like one of mine is, or as they are growing, they have the opportunity to set an example in their faith. And uh, the book of Titus, it, it calls for us to set the example starting in our home uh, and then taking it into the church and the community and the world in which we serve. Uh, so encourage your young folks that, um, that whether or not they realize it, they are setting an example for their little friends in the faith. Uh, today we are going to take a look at the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 3 specifically. Um, I'm going to do you a favor and I think my congregation wish that I would have done this for them on Sunday. I am not going to read to you the whole chapter of Daniel. In fact, I'm not going to read any of it to you and I'm going to put it back on you if you will. Um, you probably are familiar with this story, but, but re-familiarize yourself with it. Um, Daniel chapter three, we are introduced to three men who remain faithful even in the most difficult of times. And so um, let me just give you a backstory of where we find ourselves in Daniel. Uh, it takes place just after the first attack of, of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. So the, the Jewish people, they are living in Jerusalem, they are worshiping the one true God, and then the Babylonians, they come in and they take over. And they pull the, the Jewish people from their city of Jerusalem and they lead them into exile. Um, and they are there for 70 years. And this is a difficult time. I mean, just imagine, and this is why if you live in the United States, uh, why we are so fortunate um, that we have not felt the destruction and the impacts of war like so many people are around the world. Um, you know, I can't imagine what's going on right now between um over there in in Russia and I'm drawing a blank help me out ah, Ukraine gosh we've been praying for them and I pray for them daily this is what the people were feeling they were drawn out of Jerusalem forced into exile not everyone made it to Babylon where they ended up staying so you can just you can just imagine how destructive this was and how uh, just very sad um, the people were that their their homes their lives were just destroyed and uprooted and they were forced to live for 70 years in um, in Babylon now something else you should note uh, that God because God never leaves us even in war-torn nations God is always present God actually sends um, Jeremiah to encourage the people of God uh, as they are living in Babylon and he guided them and he encouraged them he said look you know you you are in a foreign land but while you're there um, make the best of it if you can make the best of it learn their language wear their clothes uh, build your homes there farm their land but whatever you do Whatever you do, don't lose your faith. So while you're there, and it, it stinks uh, that you are there, but while you are there, don't lose your faith. And for 70 years, the Jewish people who were forced into exile, this is what they did. 
And some of those people who we meet in Daniel, Daniel being one of them, uh, but three of his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were some of those people. And, and we find them in the book of Daniel just after the book of Ezekiel. We find that these are people who remain faithful, even in the spite of difficult decisions, even in the spite of death. Um, and so as they are, as they are there, um, one of the rulers, King Nebuchadnezzar, he asked his people to, to build these, in, this incredible, uh, idol in which the people were to fall down and to worship. And, uh, while people were bowing down and worshiping, even, even the, the government officials, uh, the leaders of the time, right? Anyone with, with clout, with influence, um, everybody bow down to this idol um, to worship to worship King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Power and privilege and wealth and self. This was this was the god, and right, and they were making their king and this idol god. Everybody was called to bow down to them, and if they didn't, they would be forced into a fiery furnace. And again, this is a, a childhood um, story that that you might have have heard if you grew up in the church. But can you imagine uh, if you did not bow down? Again, you'd be forced to, to give up your life and, and be burned alive. And we don't talk about that uh, in, in great details with our kiddos, thank God, uh, when they are little. But that's what these men had to decide. Who were they going to worship? Who were they going to bow down to? And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to make a tough decision. They had to decide whether or not they were going to bow down or they were going to keep their God, uppercase G-O-D, first in their life. Now, have you ever um, experienced this? I mean, I'm sure you have, but, but just think about it. The pressure to conform to what everyone around you is doing. Everyone around you is choosing to go to the same place. Everyone around you is choosing to do the same thing. Everyone around you is choosing to say the same thing or to try the same thing, right? And this could be in school. This is why I say bring your kiddos. I mean, this happens in school all the time. Maybe go to the same party, have the same financial uh, systems, the same, make the same financial purchases in order to keep up with. Maybe it's the same school of thought, the same political party. Ooh, now I'm really getting into trouble. Um, or the same and you fill in the blank. Have you felt that pressure? Because that's what the, the men were feeling. And here God is connecting uh, to the folks back then and connecting to us now. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were feeling these pressures to conform, to do as those around them were doing. But yet, God... God calls us to set ourselves apart. That if God is calling us to not conform to the world, let's not conform to the world. right? Because as followers of Jesus, we are always called to be different. Think about it. We are called to worship, not little G gods, not many gods, not our finances, not our homes, not our cars, not our vacations. Not the, the political parties, not the, you know, the places and the people that the world is telling us that we are to, to conform and be like. No, God is saying that we are to worship God. 
our creator and to put God first in our lives. I mean, he tells us to be different, to, to honor our parents and to honor the elder to, elderly, to love ourselves and to respect ourselves, to respect our bodies, to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. Now, this is different, but this is God. And this is who we are to be as a people of faith, right? To eat with the sinner, to visit those in prison, to care for the poor. We have to ask ourselves, <clears throat> excuse me, not only ask ourselves, but answer some pretty tough questions, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to ask and answer. One of those questions is, will we make ourselves uncomfortable and do what the majority of the world is not doing? You see, because these three men, they had a whole bunch of people around them, even the elite around them bowing down to worship this idol that was built for the king. And that's hard. It's hard to be different, to do what everyone else is not doing. Are you willing to be uncomfortable? And are you willing to be set apart? Because as you choose not to do what the world is doing, well, people are going to notice and you're going to look a little foolish. You look a little silly. Are you willing to be set apart and look different? And are you going to be so confident enough in your God to stand up and to speak up for him? You see, because King Nebuchadnezzar, he came and he asked Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego what in the world they were doing. Right? They knew very well that they would be thrown into this fiery furnace, we are told, that is seven times hotter than any, than any fire. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to have the, a, enough gumption in them to not only choose not to bow down, but when confronted by the king, the king, they spoke up. They spoke up for their God, they stood up for their God. And that they said, look, our God will save us. We have confidence that our God will save us. And even if God doesn't save us, we're confident in our God's plan. That God can use us in this moment for God's glory. Do we have confidence in God? That when we are faced with a difficult decision, when we are faced with a dilemma, whenever we know we know that people are going to laugh at us when we choose to go a different direction. Are we confident in God to see us through, to use us for his glory? Because these three were. And are we willing to look foolish in the, the process? Because I said that earlier. I mean, these three men, I mean, they looked ridiculous standing up for their faith. They're going to lose their life, but yet they did anyways. And then also, um, and again, this is why you have to read Daniel chapter 3, we are told that uh, the guards around Daniel, uh, they actually burned before they got into the fire um, because it was so hot. And so um, as they were leading these men up into the fire, you know, the guards weren't able to, to get any closer and they burned um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They fell 
into the fire. Sometimes it looks like we're tripping and falling over ourselves when we're living our out our faith, right? Um, I say that in a, in a sense that, you know, brothers and sisters, sometimes when I'm out and about and I'm joyful and I'm ecstatic about what God is doing, um, sometimes I look so silly. You know, sometimes it looks like or sounds like that maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But brothers and sisters, I promise you I do. Uh, but from the outside, we can look foolish. These guys look foolish. Are we willing to look foolish when we are praising God, maybe on Sunday mornings with our hands uh, up in the air? Not everybody does that. Or are we willing to, to look foolish, to be excited about what God is doing and talking about our faith and being joyful about our faith when others are looking at us like, you're, you're a little weird, like, stop. You know, why are we holding hands to, to pray at lunchtime? Um, I had a, a young gentleman this week who uh, I'm really proud of him, by the way. Uh, he has taken it upon himself on, during lunchtime, he's in high school, that during lunchtime he gets his table mates and those around him to hold hands and to pray for their meal. That's fabulous. Go, Brandon. I am so, so proud of you. But not everybody likes that. And some people think he looks silly. Well, sometimes we look silly for our faith, but guess what? God's got it. God's doing it. We've just got to have confidence to fall, confidence to stumble, confidence to, to look silly and foolish. Where are we willing to go? Where are we willing to, to put ourselves out there? Maybe it's the, the places that we go. Maybe it's um, church on Sunday mornings. Why I go to church on Sunday morning? So Why not? Because we walk differently as brothers and sisters. We walk differently as followers of Christ. We are called to worship God. And yeah, on Sunday mornings when we could sleep in, we're willing to look foolish go to youth group in the evenings or start a small group, maybe a Bible study out in the middle of the community in a restaurant or a bar. Look foolish. Look foolish. Because God is going to show you his glory as you do. And then also, are you willing to stand strong in your faith? Be uncomfortable. Look foolish. But here you go. Are you willing to do all of these things without a promise that you are going to earn any kind of degree or title or position or raise or gain some kind of power or even get a thank you, get a praise. Are you willing to live out your faith for free, for nothing? No praise, no position, no power, no title. Are you strong enough to do that? Because here's the thing, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they were not, they were not promised any kind of position. Now you will find, if you read through this chapter, that King Nebuchadnezzar comes back and he's astonished that these three men, that they didn't burn up. And he raises them and gives them a position in the kingdom. But that wasn't promised to them. And so are you willing, even if it's not promised to you, that you're going to get anything in return to stand strong on your faith? think about that because in life we're going to be presented with a lot of choices to make a lot of difficult ones especially in our faith to live it out or to conform to the world 
right? And the pressure to conform, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hot. But yet we must be bold enough to stand up for our faith and step into the furnace in order for God to get the glory. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, God got the glory in this story. Because when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, there was an angel of the Lord who was there and kept them from getting burned up. And King Nebuchadnezzar and all of the people watching, they saw what God was doing, the power of God to save these three men. Are you willing to step in the furnace all to prove just how big and mighty God is? so that God gets the glory. Because brothers and sisters, all day long, all year long, all life long, we are gonna be presented with a choice to make. And are we willing to stand on the promise that, that God through Christ, that the Lord is our savior and that we are going to live for him and not for ourselves and we're gonna live for him and not for the world, that we're gonna live for him and not for the wealth and the power and the prestige that, that this culture says, especially in the United States, this culture said should be our God. Are we willing, are you willing, am I willing to stand strong? And so let's ask those questions now. Let's have the conversation. Let's wrestle with it because it's going to be hard. But if we have it now, it will prepare us for when we go out into the world, into the school year, into the place in which we, we volunteer, into the church, into our communities. So when presented with these furnaces, we will know exactly where we stand and who we will make, our God, even if we look foolish no matter the consequences, in spite of any kind of praise or promised reward, because our reward will come in heaven. We don't need it today. We don't need it in this life. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining me. And uh, until we gather again, uh, visit us online. Let me hear from you. Send me an email. I would love that at jennifer at briancommunitychurch.com.